Greetings and salutations. My name is Tammy Dunbar. I teach fifth grade in Manteca Unified in the great state of California. We're about 75 miles east of San Francisco. I'm a Title I school and I am thrilled to be here to talk to you about Genius Hour and how to liberate the genius in your classroom. Let's begin. Genius Hour actually has its origins in the 3M company with these two scientists named Art Fry and Spencer Silver. Spencer sang in the church choir and liked to mark his pages with loose pieces of paper, but got frustrated because the papers kept falling out of his church hymnal. And Art, on the other hand, was trying to invent the most incredible stick forever glue that he could. But what he came up with was something that stuck, but you could really easily pull it off and it didn't leave a mark. Well, what they did was kind of got together and between the two of them, they developed post-it notes. And that came from 3M allowing their employees to take 20% of their time at work to work on projects that were their passion that helped the company. The folks at Google also tried the same experiment and with the 20% of time they gave their employees, their employees came up with amazing things like Google Mail, Gmail, and Google AdSense that helps you make some money on your Google things. So. Passion projects are pretty important, but then someone said, well, why don't we bring these into the classroom and create Genius Hour? A lot of preparation that goes into bringing Genius Hour into your classroom, but the one step to bring it to your students is to generate excitement. I love to tell my students, hey, have you ever gotten to learn about something that you wanted to learn about? Something that really interested you rather than your teacher saying today is algebra or today is science. And what if you could? Suddenly my students are saying, are you kidding me? We can study anything we want to? Then you have to lay down the three rules of Genius Hour. The first one is that Genius Hour projects must be approved by the teacher, in this case me. And we, co we conference with each student as often as possible uh, in the beginning and throughout the projects just to talk about the projects. And frankly, I usually approve most, but we like to refine them. So step one, they must be approved. Step two is genius time projects must be researched or they must involve building a skill or solving a problem. And we give time in the classroom for it, but of course they can work on it at home and with families. The third rule of genius hour is that your genius hour must be presented because what good is genius if you don't share it? I also like to generate excitement for Genius Hour on back to school night. I get parents really excited about being able to talk with their students and work with their students on a genius project. And of course, at the beginning of the year, it's just time to think about it and brainstorm and build the excitement. Genius projects aren't due until later in the year. Matter of fact, we usually present ours near the end of the year. So students have plenty of time to think about research and get ready. And really in my classroom, we don't even start talking about their specific genius project until I've gone through a three-part lesson on liberating their genius. Now this comes from a book uh, from Angela Myers, which I'll give you the resources to at the end, uh, but you are also going to be able to access my whole journey through Genius Hour and some of the resources that I created. But let's take a look at the three-part character development genius building set lessons that I use to get my students ready for Genius Hour. We start the very day they walk into the classroom. 
I have a picture of Albert Einstein up on my wall, but he doesn't have those cute white post-it notes for his hair. Later on in the first week of school, I asked students, hey, what do you think your genius is? What is your gift, your skill, your talent, the thing that you think you are super good at? And so on white post-it notes, each student writes down what he or she considers to be their genius. And they post it up in Albert Einstein and that becomes his hair. And that also becomes the anchor piece for our genius wall throughout the year. A couple of weeks later, we start talking about, well, okay, you know what your genius is, but who are the people you look up to? Who are the geniuses that you look at and say, oh, I would like to be like them, or I really admire the things they do. So students create a one slide PowerPoint and they have to find a picture of the person who they think is their genius. They have to do a little bit of research on them and then make this slide. And then we put them up on the wall and share them with each other. Sometimes I'm blown away by the people that my students come up with that are their genius. And it does tell me a lot of things about my student. I also like to take a look inside of them and take a look at what helps them make decisions, what's in their heart. So we use a website called Thrively, which is free and is pretty darned cool. So a student can go onto Thrively once you've created their accounts and they can take a, a test that will show them what their five strengths are, which is pretty insightful and pretty cool for the kids because it comes back and says, oh, you can consume and organize information and you are great at, at social emotional things. And here are some career paths you might consider. So kids start looking at that and say, oh, these are the kinds of things I am. And inside my heart, these are the kinds of things that I consider before I make big decisions. So we kind of do a little soul searching before we move on to the next step in accelerating their genius. We play a sort of musical chairs game where students walk silently around the room. And when the music stops, they have to stop at a desk that has a folder. And inside the folder is just a student's name. And inside they have to write something kind. This has been around in classrooms for years, but what happens is students get to hear about how other students think they're genius and what skills and talents they have. And there's so many wonderful positive things that come out of that. And then after that, we write some I am poems to take a look at, well, now I've heard what other people think and I've already thought about my genius and what's in my heart. So who am I, what am I? What is it about me that makes me unique and special? This is another great way to get students to do some reflection and build community. Then at this point in my classroom, we start looking at the building blocks, the bricks that stand beneath us, that help build us toward the goals that we're setting for ourselves. And so we brainstorm all kinds of things like you can see here on the slide. Don't give up, uh, set a good example, have a set of humor, all the, all the things that we need as a solid foundation so we can grow our genius. And then of course, sometimes it takes uh, some bravery to stand up and use your genius. So we had a nice conversation about that and put this bulletin board out in the hallway to kind of let the students in our school know, hey, you know, it's important to be brave and stand up and speak out and do the things you know are right and use your genius for good. And we pledge to do that. What's also cool is when you start doing these lessons, then your students start coming up with their own ideas. For example, we Skype um, with a lot of classrooms around the uh, United States and the world, and my students start saying, oh, hey, can we let the people know that they matter, that they're important and their genius is important? And then the bottom left-hand corner is one of my very favorite things 
where I had a student who I didn't know who it was for about two weeks. And she was leaving these little whiteboards around the classroom um, that reminded students how important they were. So these lessons not only establish a good foundation for Genius Hour, but they help students build community, build self-confidence. And what's cool is they start helping each other. Now that we've established that each student has a gift, a skill, a particular talent that's unique just to them, it's time to accelerate that because by now they've accepted it. Now let's take it to the next level. Now we have projects that we like to work on in collaboration so we can use our genius in conjunction with each other. So one of the things I like to do is make Recyclobots. It's a great STEM project. We've even added Adafruits and Microbits recently to them to make them a little more exciting uh, and add coding into it. But this particular one is one of my favorites from a few years ago. Uh, what I like about this is students use their genius to make a Recyclobot from oatmeal containers and leftover things that teachers leave in the faculty room. Uh, my favorite one is the one on the far left, that sad little purple clown. And what I love about that is students had a set amount of time, I believe it was about 45 minutes, where they had to work with their group, use their genius, and create, you know, their Recyclobot. Well, this particular group, they had a tough time, and at the end, they just kind of slapped some stuff up there, and there it was. So when we presented, I kept that purple clown for the end. I just had a feeling. So when the students presented, they said, um, yeah, we kind of had some arguments and some we didn't couldn't agree on what we wanted to do. And then all of a sudden it was too late and we just had to put some stuff up there. And I said, well, that's OK. Did you learn anything? And they said, yes, we learned that it's a waste of time to argue. What a great lesson for students to learn. Another event that helped accelerate our genius was participating in the Skypeathon sponsored by Microsoft. We do this every year, and what it is is a 48-hour period of time in which you Skype with as many classrooms around the world as you can. And what's cool about this is my students started brainstorming, well, how do we present ourselves to these classes? And what can we show them about what we do in our classroom? And it was amazing. Um, you can see down here, we Skyped over 35,000 miles in 2016, and we actually broke the 100,000 mile mark this past year with students sharing their message of sharing your genius and collaborating with each other and the importance of using it together to solve big world problems. I'm a big believer in opening my classroom up to the world so my students are prepared to face the real world. So we participated in a World Wonder Day project which paired us with a school in Greece and we looked at the problem of hunger together. What we found was the Second Harvest Food Bank in our area serviced more than a thousand families a day. And we also learned that our friends in Greece were going to do something with canned food drives. And we said, wait a minute, we have a canned food drive that comes around every Thanksgiving. Let's do some research into that. So my students used their collective genius to research Second Harvest and find out how many boxes of food we had collected for them the year previous. And then my students said, how do we increase that? So some of them made signs to put up in the main window. We're on a main uh, street on our classroom so that people knew they could bring canned food into the classroom. And they said, wait a minute, we could write a newspaper article, couldn't we? <laughs> when students ask if they can write something, I am totally on board. So an article ran in our local newspaper and the magic happened. 
my students nearly tripled what we had collected the year before. And I have to tell you, they wanted to show the community how much they were collecting, so they decided to start stacking it in the window. It was a little scary, but it was a great tribute to their collective genius in able to solve a problem in our school and in our community. By now, all the various projects that we've been doing to build up to Genius Hour are covering our walls. So even when we're doing core subjects, my students can look up onto the wall and remember that they have a genius and think about the lessons they've been learning about character and about how to use that genius for good. It's a great reminder. We also decided we could share our genius with our kinder buddies and we call them kinder tech buddies. We don't just go to read to them, we go to teach them how to use their technology. Our district is a one-to-one K-12 technology district. So here you can see my students going in to teach their kinder tech buddies how to log in, how to create a one-slide PowerPoint. And the other great thing is the community that they're building, the confidence they're building in presenting to a little kindergartner. And these little kindergartners are pretty excited to make friends in the upper grades. Step three is to act on your genius. Now you know you've got it, you've tried it out, now it's time to do something with it. So one of the first steps for each student was to take their kinder tech buddy and to tell them that they had a genius. So you can see the one slide PowerPoints that our kinder tech buddies created in talking about what they think their potential genius is in the future. What a great way to start kindergarten. My students even went out during our annual jogathon at our school to cheer on their kinder tech buddies. We made signs, we gave them high fives to cheer them on because this is a great fundraising opportunity for our school and our kinder tech buddies loved it. Our school also sponsored a penny drive for leukemia and lymphoma. And what was exciting was the top two classes in getting their funds were our class and our kinder tech buddies. So naturally we had a party together to celebrate our genius and what it did to help others. Now my students are really starting to focus on what their Genius Hour projects are going to be. And who do you go to to help you? Because you can't do it by yourself. Sometimes you need to ask for help and that's a good thing. So we started looking at who can you talk to? For my students who wanted to be architects, I had a friend come in who is an architect to talk to them about how to make a blueprint, what kind of software he uses for that. They spent 90 minutes with him talking about architecture, blueprints, and the possibilities of the future. So many of my students have a fascination with Minecraft and building games that we spoke with Stephen Reed, who is an expert from Immersive Minds Online. And Stephen is great at bringing gamification into the classroom. We spent 90 minutes talking with him and asking him questions and just getting as much as we could out of his genius. This is how we take Skype and bring it into the classroom to help students really work on their genius and figure out new ways to use it. Now the students have decided on their projects and start working hard, and it's time for them to get their projects done and then present them to the classroom. On the right, you can see that the young student here was really excited about astronauts, but she also loved paper mache. So she decided to do a report on astronauts and paper mache an astronaut, and I just love her astronaut. She used a vacuum cleaner hose there for the astronauts' um, breathing apparatus. Just pure genius. In the middle, You've got students who make those little rubber band bracelets. Well, this student said, I think I could figure out a way to do something different with that. So after watching lots of YouTube videos and reading a lot, she created, as you can see, a little buttoned purse and a cell phone holder with a little charm. What's cool is she also made a YouTube video to show how to make the phone holder. 
and on the right hand side one of my proudest is a kinder tech buddy who said how come we can't do genius hour and his teacher said well what would you do and he said well you know we use water from our sink to water your plants i think we should just collect rainwater and there he is with the rainwater he collected watering a plant in my room such genius this student wanted to present his genius to class and of course we took pictures you've got to learn to be a good audience but what was cool about his is he wanted to recreate an albert einstein experiment which took him probably two months until he found something that was appropriate for a fifth grade class what's nice about it is he came up to the front and you can see we let him use the document reader to project it up on the screen and the oohs and ahs from our students when he showed them how to tell the difference and what the difference was between fluorescent and incandescent lighting was phenomenal. I could not have done a better lesson. Here's one of my architects proudly showing off her blueprints that she did from the software shown to her by the architect who came to class and her house made out of foam board. Another student really wanted to be a singer, so she practiced and practiced really hard. Her parents got her some lessons. She got her first recording studio session, and then she actually got the part of Jasmine in our school production of Aladdin. And this is a student who mainstreamed into my class from special day. He was fascinated and fixated on Star Wars. So his family helped him build a Death Star at home, and then he used stop action animation to actually create his first short Star Wars video with music. Unbelievable. The cool thing is his little seven-year-old cousin saw it and was so excited, he said, you need to teach me how. And he taught his cousin how to. Sharing genius, so important. And this is one of my other architects. And what I'm really thrilled about with hers is not that she actually used wood because her father's in construction, but that her presentation was called The First House I Built. I am so excited that this, she's got a future and she can see herself doing much more in her future using her genius. I know you're excited about Genius Hour, but let me tell you about one more plus. It raises test scores, or at least, and I'm not, this isn't a scientific experiment, but I have to tell you, I have noticed, and here's some examples, our ELA tests from trimester one when we have not started Genius Hour to trimester two when we've started these lessons building their confidence, you can see that my students in English language arts, I had 10 who had not met standards in the first trimester, but by the second, I only had one. Conversely, I only had one who exceeded in the first trimester, but after I started these amazing character building lessons and confidence building, I had 13 who exceeded. And take a look at what happened in our same thing. I had 14 students who did not meet in the first trimester and after the genius lessons, only five. And I just can't tell you, when you take a look at the students who met and exceeded, I only had eight in the first trimester, but 16 in the second trimester who met or exceeded. How powerful these lessons can be when students start thinking, you know what, I can do this. I can struggle through something and I can make it. I knew all these genius lessons were worth it when we went to the faculty student basketball game in April. We were preparing to go out to cheer and I told the students they were allowed to make posters to cheer for whichever side they chose. And most of my students looked at me and said, no, we don't think we're gonna make posters, which surprised me. And I said, well, why aren't you gonna make posters? Should we? Either way, Lincoln wins. And I thought, yes, they get it. They understand that we are all in this together. 
they understand that even though every person has something unique to share with the world, without everybody contributing, we can't be whole. They understood that we must share our collective genius to make this world a better place. So as promised, here are some Genius Hour resources. You can go to Angela Myers. Her two books are wonderful. Um, they are a cost. Uh, the Genius Hour guidebook is also excellent, as is Don Wetrick's book. Here are links to all four of them, and they're their names, so you can just look them up on Amazon or on the interwebs to figure out if you'd like one of them. You are also welcome to go to my website, Teacher Geek is Chic, and look up the article that has a link to my three blogs that I did for Microsoft uh, about my journey through Genius Hour and Liberating Students Genius. It also has links to all of the... Um, resources that I created for it, which you are more than welcome to use. So that's it. That's how to liberate the genius in your students and to make Genius Hour a reality in your classroom. Thank you so much. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on Twitter at Tammy Dunbar, and you can reach me at the email below or at my website. Thanks again. And don't forget, the world needs your genius.